Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Hockey Journey Podcast, episode number 42, Habits, How Are Yours? Presented to you by OnlineHockeyTraining.com. I'm your host, Coach Lance Pedlick. If you're new here, please make sure you subscribe so you won't miss out on any future episodes. Before the Zamboni hits the ice for a flood, if you want to learn more about me, my hockey experiences, what I know, and most importantly, how I've been helping hockey players get really good with a stick and puck, just head on over to OnlineHockeyTraining.com and gain instant access to my 10-part video series where I'll show you everything. Consider it my gift to you. If I look back on my life so far, there's always been a constant year after year. There's something I've always wanted to change or improve in my life. For over a decade, it was wanting to get more fit and eat healthier. Because after I retired from playing, that part of my life was neglected for a long time. As I started to research how to implement change in one's life, a reoccurring theme quickly revealed itself. Habits. There wasn't a book I read, video I watched, or podcast I listened to that had a high performer who didn't have rock-solid habits as their pillars for how they operated on a daily basis. So how do you go from wanting something to actually getting it? Apparently, your daily habits are pretty important. Here are some of my favorite books that may help answer some of these questions. I'll be providing you with some key quotes from each of the books, but know that I've not even scratched the surface of what other game-changing ideas and points are in each of the titles. With that being said, let's begin. Book number one, The Compound Effect. Jumpstart Your Income, Your Life, Your Success by Darren Hardy. Quote number one, This book is about success and what it really takes to earn it. It's time someone told it to you straight. You've been bamboozled for too long. There's no magic bullet, secret formula, or quick fix. You don't make $200,000 a year spending two hours a day on the internet, lose 30 pounds in a week, rub 20 years off your face with a cream, fix your love life with a pill, or find lasting success with any other scheme that is too good to be true. It would be great if you could buy your success, fame, self-esteem, good relationships, and health and well-being in a nicely clamshell package at the local Walmart, but that's not how it works. What this book is about, with all the unnecessary noise, fat, and fluff removed, is what really matters. What really works? What half-dozen basics, when focused on and mastered, constitute the operating system that can take you to any goal you desire and help you live the life you were meant to live? This book contains those half-dozen fundamentals that comprise the operating system called the compound effect. End quote. Quote number two, the compound effect plus magic pennies. The compound effect is the principle of reaping huge rewards from a series of small, smart choices. What's most interesting about this process to me is that, even though the results are massive, the steps, in the moment, don't feel significant. Whether you're using this strategy for improving your health, relationships, finances, or anything else for that matter, the changes are so subtle, they're almost imperceptible. These small changes offer little or no immediate result, no big win, no obvious I told you so payoff. So why bother? Most people get tripped up by the simplicity of the compound effect. What they don't realize is that these small, seemingly insignificant steps completed consistently over time will create a radical difference. End quote. Quote number three, behave yourself. All right, let's map out your process for achieving the goals you've decided upon. This is the doing process, or in some cases, the stop doing process. 
What stands between you and your goal is your behavior. Do you need to stop doing anything so the compound effect isn't taking you into a downward spiral? Similarly, what do you need to start doing to change your trajectory so that it's headed in the most beneficial direction? In other words, what habits and behaviors do you need to subtract from and add to your life? Your life comes down to this formula. You, choice or decision, plus behavior or action, plus habit, your repeated action, plus compounded, over time, equals goals. That's why it's imperative to figure out which behaviors are blocking the path that leads you to your goal and which behaviors help you accomplish your goal. End quote. Quote number four, hello, Mr. Moe. The same thing happens when a rocket ship launches. The space shuttle uses more fuel during the first few minutes of its flight than it does the rest of the entire trip. Why? Because it has to break free from the pull of gravity. Once it does, it can glide in orbit. The hard part? Getting off the ground. Your old ways and your old conditioning are just like the inertia of the merry-go-round or the pull of gravity. Everything just wants to stay at rest. You'll need a lot of energy to break your inertia and get your new enterprise underway. But once you get momentum, you will be hard to stop, virtually unbeatable, even though you're now putting out considerably less effort while receiving greater results. Darren tells us, how do you get Big Mo to pay you a visit? You build up to it. You get into the groove, the zone, by doing the things we've covered so far. Number one, making new choices based on your goals and core values. Number two, putting these choices to work through new positive behaviors. Number three, repeating those healthy actions long enough to establish new habits. Number four, building routines and rhythms into your daily disciplines. Number five, staying consistent over a long enough period of time, then bang, Mr. Moe knocks on your door and you're virtually unstoppable. End quote. Bonus quote number five, the next five years. No matter where you are or what year it is when you find this book, if I could, I'd ask you these simple questions. Look back on your life five years ago. Are you now where you thought you'd be five years later? Have you kicked the bad habits you have vowed to kick? Are you in the shape you wanted to be? Do you have the cushy income, the enviable lifestyle, and the personal freedom you expected? Do you have the vibrant health, abundant loving relationships, and world-class skills you intended to have by this point in your life? If not, why? Simple choices. It's time to make a new choice. Choose not to let the next five years be a continuum of the last. Choose to change your life once and for all. Let's make the next five years of your life fantastically different from the last five. End quote. Book number two, Atomic Habits, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones by James Clear. Quote number one, if you're having trouble changing your habits, the problem isn't you. The problem is your system. Bad habits repeat themselves again and again, not because you don't want to change, but because you have the wrong system for change. You do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. Focusing on the overall system rather than a single goal is one of the core themes of this book. It is also one of the deeper meanings behind the word atomic. By now, you've probably realized that an atomic habit refers to a tiny change, a marginal gain, a 1% improvement. But atomic habits are not just any old habits, however small. They are little habits that are part of a larger system. 
Just as atoms are the building blocks of molecules, atomic habits are the building blocks of remarkable results. Habits are like the atoms of our lives. Each one is a fundamental unit that contributes to your overall improvement. At first, these tiny routines seem insignificant, but soon they build on each other and fuel bigger wins that multiply to a degree that far outweighs the cost of their initial investment. They are both small and mighty. This is the meaning of the phrase atomic habits, a regular practice or routine that is not only small and easy to do, but also the source of incredible power, a component of the system of compounded growth." End quote. quote number two, why tiny changes lead to remarkable results. It is so easy to overestimate the importance of one defining moment and underestimate the value of making small improvements on a daily basis. Too often, we convince ourselves that massive success requires massive action. Whether it's losing weight, building a business, writing a book, winning a championship, or achieving any other goal, we put pressure on ourselves to make some earth-shattering improvement that everyone will talk about. Meanwhile, improving 1% isn't particularly noticeable, sometimes it's not even noticeable, but it can be far more meaningful, especially in the long run. The difference a tiny improvement can make over time is astounding. Here's how the math works. If you can get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done. Conversely, if you get 1% worse each day for one year, you decline nearly to zero. What starts as a small win or a minor setback accumulates into something much more. Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. The same way that money multiplies through compound interest, the effects of your habits multiply as you repeat them. They seem to make little difference on any given day, and yet the impact they deliver over months and years can be enormous. It is only when looking back two, five, or perhaps ten years later that the value of good habits and the cost of bad ones becomes strikingly apparent." End quote. quote number three, the plateau of latent potential. If you find yourself struggling to build a good habit or break a bad one, it is not because you have lost your ability to improve. It is often because you have not yet crossed the plateau of latent potential. Complaining about not achieving success despite working hard is like complaining about an ice cube not melting when you heat it from 25 to 31 degrees. Your work is not wasted, it is just being stored. All the actions happen at 32 degrees. When you finally break through the plateau of latent potential, people will call it an overnight success. Mastery requires patience. The San Antonio Spurs, one of the most successful teams in NBA history, have a quote from social reformer Jacob Rees hanging in their locker room. When nothing seems to help, I go look at the stonecutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing in it, yet at the hundred and first blow it will split in two. And I know it was not that last blow that did it, but all that had gone before." End quote. quote number four, identity. Identity change is the north star of habit change. The remainder of this book will provide you with step-by-step -step instructions on how to build better habits for yourself, your family, your team, your company, and anywhere else you wish. But the true question is, are you becoming the type of person you want to become? The first step is not what or how, but who. You need to know who you want to be. Otherwise, your quest for change is like a boat without a rudder. And that's why we're starting here. You have the power to change your beliefs about yourself. Your identity is not set in stone. You have a choice in every moment. 
you can choose the identity you want to reinforce today with habits you choose today. And this brings us to the deeper purpose of this book and the real reason habits matter. Building better habits isn't about littering your day with life hacks. It's not about flossing one tooth each night or taking a cold shower each morning or wearing the same outfit each day. It's not about achieving external measures of success like earning more money, losing weight, or reducing stress. Habits can help you achieve all of these things, but fundamentally, they are not about having something. They are about becoming someone. Ultimately, your habits matter because they help you become the type of person you wish to be. They are the channel through which you develop your deepest beliefs about yourself. Quite literally, you become your habits. End quote. And bonus quote number five, the Sorites Paradox. There is an ancient Greek parable known as the Sorites Paradox, which talks about the effect one small action can have when repeated enough times. One formulation of the paradox goes as follows. Can one coin make a person rich? If you give a person a pile of 10 coins, you wouldn't claim that he or she is rich. But what if you add another, and another, and another? At some point, you will have to admit that no one can become rich unless one coin can make him or her so. We can say the same thing about habits. Can one tiny change transform your life? It's unlikely you would say so. But what if you made another, and another, and another? At some point, you would have to admit that your life was transformed by one small change. The holy grail of habit change is not a single 1% improvement, but a thousand of them. It's a bunch of atomic habits stacking up, each one a fundamental unit of the overall system. The secret of getting results that last is never to stop making improvements. It's remarkable what you can build if you just don't stop. Small habits don't add up, they compound. That's the power of atomic habits. Tiny changes, remarkable results." End quote. A quick word from our sponsor, Sniper's Edge Hockey. Sniper's Edge Hockey is your one-stop shop for your at-home hockey training needs on and off the ice. Find the perfect start to your at-home training area with slick tiles, synthetic ice, or a rink liner. Or upgrade your home setup with one of our top quality training tools to help you work on soft hands, all of your deeks and dangles, perfect your one-timer, and improve the power and accuracy of your shot. Find it all online and in stock for immediate shipping at snipersedgehockey.com. Book number three, Superhuman by Habit, a guide to becoming the best possible version of yourself one tiny habit at a time, by Tynan. Quote number one, it doesn't always feel like it, but these days my life is dedicated by the habits I've created. When people learn that I write every single day, study a foreign language every day, work on my big projects every day, eat healthy every day, work out every other day, and maintain a consistent sleep schedule, they marvel at the deep well of self-discipline that I have. In truth though, it's all just habits that feel easy. Habits are the closest thing we can get to having superpowers. This book is a collection of the mindsets and techniques I've used to rebuild myself with habits. If you, like I used to be, can barely stay on top of the essentials, the day-to-day -day living, this book is for you. If you perform well but are inconsistent, this book is for you. Or if you are a self-optimizer who already performs at a high level but wants to squeeze even more out of himself, this book is for you." End quote. Quote number two, what is a habit? A habit is an outfit a nun wears. Also, it's an action that you take on a repeated basis with little or no required effort or thought. The power of a habit lies in the second part of that definition. 
the bit about no required effort or thought. It's a loophole that allows you to upgrade your health, quality of life, productivity, and enjoyment of the world with a fixed expenditure of energy in creating a habit rather than an ongoing drain on your willpower. This is the engine that drives the people we most admire. Those people who consistently seem to excel at their work, stay healthy, stay connected to those around them, and do all this while remaining calm and happy. The easy explanation for their success is to say that they're somehow built differently or better than the rest of us. But if they are, it's only because of one key thing. They are better at building and sustaining new habits. End quote. Quote number three, new habits versus old habits. New habits are things that you do, but old habits are things that you are. There's a difference between waking up early and being an early riser, eating a healthy meal and being a healthy eater, getting some work done and being a productive person. If you want to improve yourself permanently, you must develop more old habits, which is done by creating new habits and sticking with them until they mature into old habits. You know that a habit has crossed that threshold when it becomes something that you subconsciously do, rather than something you must think about doing." End quote. quote number four, absolutely never skip twice. I was talking to a friend about a daily habit that I had. He asked me what I did when I miss a day. I told him about my strategies and how I tried to avoid missing a day. What do you do when you miss two days, he asked. I don't miss two days, I replied. Missing two days of a habit is habit suicide. If missing one day reduces your chances of long-term success by a small amount like 5%, missing two days reduces it by 40% or so. Three days missed, and you may as well be starting over. At that point, you have lost your momentum and have made it far too easy to skip in the future. As he says, the solution is to plan your day around the habit for the next day, rather than say, okay, I'm definitely going to do it tomorrow. Decide specifically when you are going to do it and come up with solutions to problems in advance, particularly whatever problem stopped you from executing in the first place. End quote. Book number four, The Power of Habit, Harnessing the Power to Establish Routines that Guarantee Success in Business and in Life by Jack D. Hodge. Quote number one, Habits are important. Up to 90% of our everyday behavior is based on habit. Nearly all of what we do each day, every day, is simple habit. We all have good habits and bad habits, but if nearly 90% of what we do each day is habit, the only way to affect real change in our lives is to affect real change in our habits. The good news is we can learn to effectively change bad habits and establish good habits that will make us more successful. The key to habit change is what this book delivers. It explains why the difference between those who are successful and everyone else is not found in differences in intelligence, talent, or work ethic, but rather in habits. It explores why habits are so powerful and how we can harness this power to reach our God-given potential and obtain a higher degree of success. The techniques outlined in this book will empower those who read it to transform their lives and become more successful. End quote. Quote number two. Dreamers vs. Doers Doers are more successful than dreamers because they take consistent, purposeful action, while dreamers never get started or quickly burn out. Doers have the ability to purposefully affect change in their lives. They accomplish extraordinary things, whether it's starting their own company, getting elected to public office, 
running a marathon, or any other extraordinary accomplishment, while dreamers are somehow stuck on the sidelines only dreaming about doing such things. The force that empowers the doer, yet holds back the dreamer, is one and the same. It is habit. End quote. Quote number three, the common denominator. The one common denominator of all successful people is a routine built on good habits. The most successful people in any field, the most successful athletes, lawyers, politicians, physicians, business leaders, musicians, and salespeople, those who are the best at what they do have one thing in common, good habits. End quote. Quote number four, your daily drudgery. I choose daily running to help me develop a higher degree of self-mastery. Teddy Roosevelt chose a variety of physical activities and exercise. It doesn't matter what you choose, but it has to be something you have to force yourself to do. It also has to be something you can do daily. Finally, it should be something with beneficial side effects. Example, exercise provides the benefit of physical fitness, increased energy, increased confidence, improved cognitive function, etc. Your daily drudgery can be any form of exercise such as running, weight training, swimming, biking, walking, aerobics, yoga, or martial arts. The choices of exercise are nearly endless, but it doesn't have to be exercise or physical activity. It can be practicing an instrument, educational reading or writing, correspondence through letters or email, etc. The act itself is not important. The consistency of the act is. It's the self-discipline, the resolve, and the commitment that results from consistently doing something you hate every day that builds self-mastery. End quote. Bonus quote number five, the power of focus. We all know how difficult habits are to change, and we've established many reasons why this is so. In order to change habits, we have to get the attention of, communicate with, and train our subconscious. This is no easy task. That is why it's so important to attempt changing only one habit at a time. Changing habits requires the power of focus. To illustrate the power of focus, consider the analogy of focusing light. Diffused light has very little power, but you can concentrate the energy of light by focusing it. When rays of light from the sun pass through a magnifying glass, the light is focused and now has the power to set fire to paper or grass. When light is focused further, such as in the beam of a light from a laser, it can cut through steel. Such is the power of focus when it comes to changing our habits. Focusing our conscious effort on changing one habit at a time gives us incredible power to reprogram our subconscious. Attempting to change more than one habit diffuses our efforts and drastically decreases our abilities to change our habits. End quote. And finally, bonus quote number six. Early morning, the most critical time. Early morning is the most critical time of each day. How you spend the beginning hours of your day sets the stage for the remaining hours. If you purposefully establish a routine for spending your early morning as you want to, you will have taken a giant step towards spending the rest of your life the way you want to. How we spend our mornings is the litmus test for our degree of self-mastery. Do we wake up with a plan for the day or are we scrambling? wasting time figuring out what we must do. If we have a plan for the day, do we consistently follow it? Do we follow a purposefully predetermined set routine which makes us more efficient and productive and allows more time to think and relax? 
or do we haphazardly scramble to get ready and out the door to make it to work just in time? Our mornings expose the power of our routines. Whether our routines are made up of good habits or bad habits is most evident in how we spend our early morning hours. If we are to get the most out of life and come closer to reaching our potential, it's critical that we establish good morning habits that allow us to more effectively utilize our early morning hours. End quote. As I finish reading this to you, I'm super excited because each one of the above-mentioned books educated and inspired me on how to make a positive change. And as you can see, it all starts with our daily habits. I hope you're inspired to examine your habits to see if they align with where you want to go and who you want to become. Well, that concludes another episode of the Hockey Journey Podcast. I can't thank you enough for stopping by and listening. I hope you picked out a few positives, and if you think there's someone in your circle of family and friends that might like this episode as well, please share with just one person. It will really help me in growing this hockey community. Again, I appreciate you being here. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, or submit a review. I hope to see you back here soon, and do me a favor. Make someone close to you smile today. All the best, my friends.